When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! We got a lot going on today. A lot going on. There is a lot going on. Slee is back in yes. his seat. Yes, Good sir. to see you, my friend. Yes, Welcome back. Good to see you. Good to see Good all to of see you. you. You look tan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jorge is not no, here, hilarious. and it's good news yeah. sooner than later, yep. right? That that Jorge and his lovely wife Brenda are expecting their second baby, and basically they're on the one yard line. That's so awesome. uh, we'll, yep. we'll see. We'll we'll let everybody know when it's time to let everybody know. So Brian Cohen. A little double duty today for you, Brian. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you very much. Good to see you again. Of course, you know the Trav and Slee show. You're you're a regular. Exactly, bro. Are you doing both shows today? Uh, I am, yeah. Today and tomorrow. So I'm with you. Oh, they're making you work. (laughs) Brian's coming through the door, and I see him, and he's like, I made it. There's a lot of traffic. I'm like, welcome to the mornings. (laughs) There you go. I was stressing out there. I was sweating it. I was sweating (laughs) it. That's a good point. If there's one time of the day, either if you're doing a 6 a.m. show, you're probably good on traffic. Yep. Or if you're doing midday like they are at one, that all right, there's a little bit of a window where you're not going to feel it. You're going to feel it a little bit. When it's you're doing the only this. one where you kind of are okay. Yeah. It's the only yeah. one, I not for the next it. couple of days. No, it took. It usually takes me like 25 minutes. It took me like an hour and a half today. So that's a big Whew. difference. Yeah. An hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome that's to my a, world. I was like you were leaving. We can commiserate. Riviera right? last, good. Uh, last week. That was a three-hour silly. Come that's on. Let's not bring up bad times. That was such a good day that yep. had such a thud of an ending along the way. So did you have the thing, Brian, where you're like, okay, I'm going to make it. And then you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to make it. And then it's, I might not make it. Did you go through all the stages yeah, of worry? Oh, yeah. And then it was points where I was like, okay, I got to actually pull up the Google Maps and see what my timing is. And then watching that, oh, it keeps growing, keeps growing. I'm like, oh, this is not good. And then I was just about to text Emily, and she texted me. I was like, oh, I'm 10 minutes away. I'll be there. All right. right. Yeah. In one, just one time for me, I'm surprised this, and this doesn't happen to you because you get here so early, mm-hmm. so you don't run into it. I had one moment at 710 where... <laughs> Is that when you turned around and went home? I had to turn back around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Basi- I remember that. I basically, remember that. the freeway yeah. was closed. Yeah. And um, I had to, and it was like a decision. I'm like, all right, I'm really risking whether I'm going to make it in time or I'm not, or I just turn around and I just do the home from you know our unit, our comics that we have. So I turned around and went home, and the whole time, it was like, well, how bad was it? I'm like, it's not even open. The freeway wasn't even open. <laughs> the fact that I got off the freeway to turn around was yeah. was a job. I, I, I in my 15 or so years of being on the air, I've missed one show, and it was the morning show with Key and LZ. Okay, and uh, I was leaving. We, I, I honestly, Bronny, you may remember. I don't remember if we started at six or seven. I think it was six. And you missed one show that you yeah. should have been there for. I, Let me think here. That you didn't ask off for. Right, right, right. Who so, followed you guys? Was that still Colin? I, I, no, it was Colin had left. We had taken over. So anyway, I'm coming in. Plenty of time, like mm-hmm. I always do. Emily, you know my deal. Al, you know my deal. I, I don't like to be late. I'm really, Adam's seen me be here at Rams games. I am perpetually early. Well, I get on the freeway, and all of a sudden, it's stopped, like you're talking about. But it's stopped right in front of me where I can see it, right? Okay. Like it's less than a quarter of a mile away. I can see the flashing lights, fire trucks, police cars, all that stuff. And the traffic starts to back up behind you. This is five something in the morning. 
and I turn on the radio, there's a bad accident and there's a fatality and it's close. Like when someone dies, that that's it. They're no they're not that's it. Well, so much traffic had stacked up behind me, mm-hmm. and we were in a part of the freeway where there were no off-ramps ahead of us to where it had been closed down. It just starts stacking up. I missed the whole show. I sat on the freeway for like three hours. There was nowhere to go. You were just pinned in, and I remember calling uh, Chris at the time like, hey, I'm going to be late. Like, they're, I'm clearly not going to make it at the start, yep. too. Hey, I don't think I'm going to make it at all, To The show is over, and I'm still sitting in the same part of the freeway. So, Brian, you had plenty of time to spare. Golly. That's all you needed, Brian. All you needed to tell us was you had to experience something a little different, and then we're all like, oh, we'd love to tell our traffic right. story. It's L.A. That's LA. It's what we do. We don't talk about the weather here because it's yeah. always nice, again, finally. So we talk about our traffic. Roars to you, Em. How are you? <sighs> Buenos okay. dias, Brian. Buenos dias. Okay, good. good. <laughs> I figured Cody took buenos dias, so you wanted buenos dias as well. So nice. would you like a different salutation to start the show? I could do buenos dias. Buenos dias. I'll play uh, Otani's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that was good, right? And one thing I love about Brian is that he also watches a lot of reality TV show, like just like me. Mm, and we have been talking a lot about Love is Blind. I did watch the, the new uh, couple episodes that came out. I thought you powered out the whole season over the weekend. Here's what they do. They, with Love is Blind, (laughs) they do six episodes. They do chunks. So they do six episodes the first drop, and they do it like another week later, and they did like, what, three or four episodes this time? Yeah, I think it was three. Yeah, so three episodes this time, and they're going to do a couple final drops for the the wedding days. So, and then they do a reunion. Are there multiple weddings? Uh, maybe. <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> but that's kind of how so it, it, it gets staggered so that Netflix keeps uh, the subscribers. So Susan and I are watching TV last night out. Okay. We finished up season two of uh, The Righteous Gemstones, which is just the most outrageous, campy, ridiculous, funny, hilarious. I, I love it. Good recommendation by uh, Emily over there. And so we go back. Uh, we're on the queue on Netflix. And Righteous Gemstones, I think, is on Max. Anyway, I see uh, Love is Blind on the mm-hmm. queue. And Susan says to me, oh, everybody's talking about that. We should watch that. I'm like, that's not happening with me. Like, you're you're, you're welcome to watch it. And I said, I said, Emily's been talking about it a lot. Yeah. I know she's super into it. And and I know, I think Susan would like it. I think that she would be invested in it. I'm like, but that's not going to be one did of those she, that we watch like, together. Did she watch, did, when when it was the dust settled, did she give it a little? I don't know. I, yeah. I was asleep at 9.15. I was no, gone. No, that was See it. you later. No, 9.15. So, you know, that's no late. games to watch last night. Ducks were getting their butts kicked. Yeah, it was literally yeah. no games to watch. One thing about Love is Blind, it is I know we talk about monoculture isn't here anymore. There's nothing that really everyone talks about. Honestly, Love is Blind is one of the few sticky, sticky shows that's not like a Game of Thrones. That's not on Sunday. Um, like Succession, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that stuff. It is a very sticky show. People talk about it. And one thing, more guys come up and talk to me I, about Love is Blind than that's girls. That's funny. Which is kind of crazy. I was going to say, you told me that this morning, and forgive me for generalizing here. I would have thought that that was a predominantly female-driven audience. Yeah, most reality shows are a predominantly female. What do you have against audience? men? <laughs> why do men res- Why does that resonate with guys? Um, uh, Brian, I'll let you speak after uh. this. But I think a lot of times it's like they're they're guys girls watch together as a couple. So okay. like 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 with Susan with you, you guys watch together, and the guys get as interested in it as the women, and then like they know that I like it, so definitely bring it up to me. So it might be a little skewed. But Brian, why do you think that maybe kind of sticks out to guys i don't know i think uh are the girls really good looking 
Yeah, some of them are, yes. Okay. You know, some of them also Mystery get fake, uh, celebrity <laughs> comparisons. But <laughs> I'm in it for the drama. Okay. And the kind of storylines a... just ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Because like, sometimes it's great. No, it's no, listen, the... listen. We've talked about that. We've talked about there's certain shows out there that, uh, what were we saying? This was probably a couple months ago. We were joking around about Jersey Shore back mm-hmm. in the day, right? Yeah, Real Housewives. It was so ridiculous that I'm like, then I'm going to watch another episode. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, exactly. that's the that's the allure, that it's so ridiculous, it's so not real, or the drama, it's like that's really what people are arguing about in the world, that that kind of links you in. How was your time off, your all-star break? You're back to work tonight, double duty. Time off was good. I do got to point this out, and this one's a, actually a really, really sad one that went down yesterday, and Ireland uh, posted about this Um mm. I've only worked with Doug Mann, who's the statistician, been the statistician for the Lakers for a number of years. Um, I've only worked with him for the last few years of being a part of the Lakers broadcast. Uh, passed away yesterday. Mm. And Doug Mann was uh, somebody that, at this radio station, everybody knows. If you listen to the Lakers broadcast for years, by the way, worked with Vin Scully, worked with Chick Hearn, worked with Bob Miller. Um, if you listen to any of these radio broadcasts over the years, you'd always hear his name in the background. He's a statistician, and he's doing this thing in the background. He's the one, actually, we were joking around when Michael was in here, and we were talking about the pies. The pies, yeah. He would go buy the pies and expect Michael to pay, and Michael's like, well, you offered, you know? Um, really, really good man, and was in his final year before he was going to retire, uh, passed away yesterday. So, really, uh, Michael had sent me a text last night, and had mentioned that they're hearing that this could have happened and obviously uh, confirmed now. So really sad, but I did want to point that out. Doug Mann's a really, really good man, a good soul in the business, unfortunately passed away. Yeah, that's that's terribly sad. I saw John's tweet um, this morning talking about that and the people that he'd worked with. And, you know, I'd gotten a chance to do the Lakers for a couple of seasons yep. as well and, and got to meet Doug. And I did not know Doug well, but I did speak with him occasionally and he was one of those guys you could just tell had a million stories oh, yeah. had been around for a long time and like you said had worked with so many people that are not just in our business but the 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 literal definition of our business mm-hmm. Chick Hearn Vin Scully Bob Miller the, these are the the titans of LA broadcasting and that he worked with all of them just a a very sweet guy very sad he, he had saved uh this was I think last season at some point Listen, there's certain voicemails you save. Oh, yeah. He had a voicemail from Vin. And uh, randomly, you know, we would have some downtime, whatever it is. And one time he played the voicemail for me. And it's oh, that's incredible. freaking Vin, you know. But that was, he had a, he had a good relationship with him. And it just kind of shows you that a lot of his relationships with these icons were personal relations relationships. And I'm he always would talk about Michael and John. He's like, in all my years doing this, those are two of my favorite guys I've worked with. They're so easy to work with, this and that. So for John and Michael, I know very, very heavy for them. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost a good soul. Yeah, that's uh, hopefully, uh, you know, his friends and family are, yeah. are doing okay. It's always a, a difficult time. But uh, I'm glad you brought it up because I know that, you know, people that, like you said, that listen to Laker broadcasts, that, that you know, the Lakers are a family business. Of They're course. still one of the few that mm-hmm. is a family business. And uh very very sad. Yeah. Other than the the very bad news that you got this morning, a good a good few days. Yeah, off? it was. You know, it's kind of it's kind of funny when you get to the break, you get to the All Star break, and it's like, wait a minute here, the seasons we're not that far away from the playoffs. Mm-mm. 
where we kind of start start counting the games and the NBA is the only one I, I can't remember if Major League Baseball when exactly do it is it right at the halfway it's point? not it's slightly past the halfway point yeah. but not nearly as far past the halfway point as the, the NBA, NBA like everybody keeps saying you know can't wait for the second half of the season it's like no, second it's like half the of the season final third 10 games uh, <laughs> 10, 10 games ago right but it was actually it was it was really nice just to get some time away because there wasn't games on either you kind of force yourself to do other stuff so it was uh it was nice to get away but but also great to be back ready did to go. you sit in the rain like the rest of us for three days or did you escape and get some decent weather all right the, the one day i had gone down to san diego and weather wise it was perfect okay so i did a, a long hike in tory pines area maybe that's why emily said did you get some sun and i'm like what wait what are you talking about I, i'm not seeing it yeah, i, I, I know say, like i, I mean I no, no disrespect you don't look yeah. pale but yeah. it don't it doesn't look like you've that's been out I, in the sun a that's lot that's what i thought like she made it up for a second i'm like <laughs> I, did I go to mexico and not know and sit on a pool and have some margaritas but it was raining pretty much the whole time as well so all right so lebron didn't play the final game before the all-star break against utah He's not going to play tonight against the Golden State Warriors, but he did play in the All-Star game, so that's fun. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is then verified by data from over 5.5 million ASE-certified technicians. And with over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So we got our draft coming up uh, in the 12 o'clock hour, Slee, either at 12 or 12.15. We'll yeah. see what that uh, is. Maybe 12.30. Could move, Brian, if you, if you don't know... <laughs> It floats. <laughs> I like it. It I, floats in the noon hour. I know it's not at twelve forty-five. That's where the dump is. That's where the dump is. The the the, yeah. the other three segments in the twelve o'clock hour. It could Fair it could game. pop up at any time. I'm excited. We're doing rabbit hole today, Em. Yeah. I got a good one. I'm excited to share with you guys today. I, I, and it's not my typical. I did do a baseball reference rabbit hole, but that, I actually had a second one this uh, this morning that was awesome. I can't wait to tell okay. you guys about. Do you have any idea what rabbit hole is, Brian? Uh, yeah, I'm only okay. kind of describe okay. it to so, me, but mine is kind of a baseball one today. Oh, good! So. I can't wait to hear it. This is what's happened to me now. It's kind of almost infiltrated my rabbit hole time. <laughs> is now that I'm thinking like now I'm thinking, hey, is that the rabbit hole I want to bring up, 
Or is it this one that I spent Multiple 15 holes. minutes on? Which one do I want to bring up? Oh, you missed a good one from me on Tuesday. It's this uh, series. Me. It's called Who the F Did I Marry? And this woman goes through, it's a 50-part series. with oh Some of these parts are like 10 minutes long. Like okay. She goes through in, in detail. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like Buffalo Bill? <laughs> because it's a lot. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of time. It's the only way I was going to comprehend it. It watches 500 minutes of Instagram. <laughs> it does this whenever it's told. She goes through um, how she met this guy. Okay. And uh, she met him in COVID. And then she ends up getting moving in together because of COVID. They want to quarantine together. They end up getting married. They buy a house together. She realizes he's a scammer. He's not who he says he was. And then all these other dominoes start falling. And she's doing this like while driving her car in Atlanta. <laughs> and so it's like as if you're on FaceTime with somebody. Um, it's incredibly engaging. So That's who the F did I marry from Risa Tisa? Okay. Start chipping off those 500 minutes, Al. You know, she just said something that I haven't even... Uh, I'll save it, but the scamming ones... Oh, those are great. ...are really, really good, too. We Emily and I had a 20-minute conversation about the wedding scammer this morning, about uh, Dr. The Death, podcast. the podcast, uh, Dr. Apollo um, Mananeri, something like yep. that. There's a Netflix series about it, about really smart people mm-hmm. that get sucked into these web of lies, and by the time you realize it's a bunch of you-know-what... It's way too late. Why do we care about scammers so much? Because we want to we want to think it can't happen to us. That's why. That when we're listening to it, you're thinking, "Oh, I would have caught that." The answer, no, you wouldn't. But don't you? Isn't there also a little bit of if you told me? I'll use as an example. If there was a podcast out there tomorrow and it's on a guy that robbed a bank mm-hmm. and nobody found out for X amount of years, I'm also curious of well, how'd you do it? So I think like the scamming stuff is. Well, how the hell did you get away with it? Or even if you got caught, what was the game plan? What was the thoughts? What was the I think that that's uh, the allure. These scammer stories are typically told from the point of view of people who have gotten scammed, the people that yes. are, were at the wrong yeah. end of it. Sometimes I would like to see a <laughs> podcast. I know it will never probably happen. Of I'm the opening scammer. the I'm opening up the platform and the microphone for the scammer. <laughs> yeah. I want to know how he did it. I'm with you. I'm like a, like a tutorial kind of but situation. More like, hey, um, you, you're probably wondering how I ended up here. Yeah. And then you kind of like if you're in jail or whatever, and then he goes through oh, his it's interesting his thought process of all these things because I know that's probably glorifying crime, but well, I'd, I'd listen to that. Yeah, I would like. Too. How did I get here? I would definitely listen to that. Um, how did we get here? Okay. LeBron not playing before the All-Star break, LeBron not playing immediately after the All-Star break, but LeBron playing in the All-Star break. I know they got back-to-backs. I know that he's in his 21st season, that he's closing in on 40 years old. I understand all of this, and I'm not asking him to play 82 games. I'm not asking him to play 40 minutes a night, even though he kind of does on a lot of occasions. But just from an optic sense this is so bad this this mm-hmm. is such a bad look to and i know he only played 13 minutes and it's just an all-star game and it's not high intensity blah 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 but you don't play the last game before the break you don't play the first game after the break but you do play a ridiculous cartoonish basketball game in between yeah I, i'm trying to it is the first thing that went through my mind when i saw the status report come out yesterday and even if I'm trying to, because I listen, I can make a case like you mentioned about it's the All Star Game. Nobody plays in an All Star Game. They they gave up 200 plus points in an All Star Game, so it, that kind of speaks for itself. But is there an issue with the ankle? Is there an issue with the ankle that's that's bad enough to where you miss the last game and then, or is it just simply, guys? I'm only playing one of these back to backs. I think 
for Braun, who knows how many more All-Star games he's going to be in. So I think there is a little bit of this. Yeah, but he's already played uh, in 20 of them 100%. You're right. I, I mean, listen, it's, it's again, not like it's his one. Sh- he's played in 20 of these things. This is a stretch of an argument. What I would be more concerned about is what if he misses tomorrow's game? Then I think what you're saying is it, it, there's a little bit more juice to it. And I say juice because it just looks like crap. You know, mm-hmm. like the, w- whether he plays tomorrow night or not, time will tell. And and if he plays and he plays well, we'll, we'll move beyond it. But it's just well, it, it just looks terrible. It's more of the hey, I'm already not playing in back to backs. Yeah, that that's the only question that I have. And if that's not the case, would I have preferred Braun not playing in a in a in a um, All Star game? And, yeah. Sure, I, I would. And and if I go back one more game. Remember when they had the back-to-backs, and um, I'm drawing a blank on who they beat before the Utah Jazz Detroit, game. wasn't Detroit. it? Detroit, and the yeah. conversation was, why are you playing against the Pistons and not playing at Take Utah? Take the sure thing. We need the game in Utah as well. Yeah. Lakers end up winning that game. I don't know if there's also could potentially be a little bit more confidence that, hey, the Lakers, when LeBron's not there, can still win games. Mm-hmm. It's not that they don't have any chance where mm-hmm. you would think if any other star on another team doesn't play, that that's the case. So that, I, don't, I don't have a justification. Yeah. I think it is a bad look. I think it tells more of a story if he ends up playing or not playing tomorrow. I, I, the the picking your spots, I get. Then back-to-back, I, I get. But what, what's interesting to me is that this is the game that we're skipping. And I understand San Antonio's next, and that's more of a sure thing. I, I understand the kind argument. Kind of based on your argument last but, week. On, sure, you know? sure. And that, that it could be as simple as all that. But we're, like you just mentioned a second ago, we're into the home stretch of the season. They're playing the team that they are in a battle with to be in the 9 or the 10. Sure. Potentially could be the 10 or the 11. You could actually get out of the 9 or the 10 and move up to the 7 or 8. The, the Warriors are you're, – you're connected to them in a weird way, right? You're connected to them. Like, you'd much rather play that game at Crypto than have to go up to San Francisco. Yep. You'd rather not have to play it at all. But, you still have three more against them, right, th- which means that that's going to also this, influence a tiebreaker. This could be a really important game to win. And and San Antonio stinks. I, and I know that the Pistons stink, and the same argument that I made last week would apply to that, but this is potentially a very big game. They're close enough to missing the play-in altogether on the good side, be six or better, so these games are important. They're close enough to dropping out of the back end that this is important, or dropping to 10, which is back-to-back road games against teams that had a better record than you. This is – I get it. It's not – the most important game of the year, but it's pretty well, darn important. Let let me play this out for you. Let's say they're the number ten spot when the dust settles, and I'm going to use these standings as an example. Are they beating the Golden State Warriors on the road and Dallas or Sacramento on the road two tough, straight games? Tough to ask. Get out? I don't think they're going to do it. So I, I think you talking about the importance of these games is com- incredibly fair. I mean, I I don't argue that at all. I think the difference between between being nine and ten. And seven and eight. If you're going to be in the play-in tournament, it's massive. Now, now the question is, well, where the hell are you? Last year they were an overtime away from having to play Denver potentially in the first round, and it's not even the overtime. It was also you played a Minnesota team that didn't have Gobert, Jaden McDaniels. They got actually really lucky last season to have that path that they did. Um, I don't. I'm not questioning how important this game is because even the teams in front of you. There's no saying that Sacramento is going to collapse or Dallas is going to collapse. These are good teams, too. So they could very easily just lock up those seven and eight down the road. And 
you had three days between now and the All-Star game. I just think that it's like, it's so strange to have your day off before, you play 13 minutes in the All-Star game, and then you have three days of rest and you're not ready to go. That, that's it's it. It's just, if you, were, if you were actually injured, I mean, I'm, I'm not, sorry, I'm not questioning if he's actually injured sure. or not. But the idea that why just not take all that rest? That, that's it. That, that that's it right there. That if I, hey look, I don't play in back to backs. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Then let if if the back to back is as arduous as it appears to be at this mm-hmm. point, and I get it, like for all the reasons. But then, how about this? If you feel like I, I am the face of the league, which he probably still is. I'm the most famous player in the league, which he probably still is. Yeah. I understand all this. So go there. Do the press conference, sit at the dais, put on your suit or your sweatsuit or sit on the bench, participate in the the shenanigans that are going on. But playing in the actual game and then missing two other games that matter, it just feels – I don't know if it's just the optics of it that bother me. It just feels like it's much more about, hey, this is something where the spotlight's on me as opposed to the team needs me on this any given night. It just feels bad. It feels bad that he participated in this because if the ankle is really – the, the thing that it is, I, I agree with you, M, then let's take that full week, get off your feet, mm-hmm. let this thing get as healthy as it possibly can, and then let's go attack this last part of the season to the best of our ability. Well, the positive is nobody literally cares about the All-Star game, and it looks like he didn't use any effort or energy. He's on his that. feet. He's running up and down. Not, listen, I again, I, I go back to it. If, if he could... Let's put it this way. If he didn't play, I don't think there's any Laker fan that's saying, I can't believe he didn't play in the All-Star game. I don't think anybody would be arguing that. No. Yeah. No. It, it, no. First of all, I don't think anybody cares who plays in the All-Star game because it's one of those – I mean, like you said, there are 400 points scored in that game. 397 points were scored in that game. It's not a basketball game. It's – it's. Well, the guys I, were I just I don't on. know what the hell it is. I mean, yeah, Dane exactly. was just hitting they the shots. Hot. The game tonight, LeBron and Steph, still the best matchup in the NBA? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so kind of a random story. So Michelle had, you know, I'm obviously coming back to work this morning. And about a week ago, she's like, hey, I bought us these tickets to, there's a place off Sunset in Hollywood, West Hollywood, called the Sun Rose. And it's basically like a music venue, okay. and there's a jazz band playing. And she's like, "Hey, I, you know, I spent a pretty good amount of money for these tickets and everything else." I'm like, "All right, well, nice to communicated that with me, but that wasn't even." Did was, she cross reference the Lakers schedule at least? She did. She okay. did all her due diligence. She okay. did it the right way. The problem was the show wasn't going to start till nine fifteen at Oof. night. Yes, <laughs> that's late. <laughs> late, right? For me. And this is, you know, this is. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. Let's say it started at 8:45, whatever time it started. It's past five. We're sitting it's at our too late. we're sitting at our seats in you know West Hollywood last night. What night of the week? O'clock. Oh, this was last night. This was last night. Did she not know it was a Wednesday? She knew it was a Wednesday, <laughs> but she's basically trying to milk my All Star break as far as she can. <laughs> yeah, you guys were on vacation, all that stuff. She yeah. milked it all the way till the absolute end. Um, oh, so one more question: Is there an opener, or is it just this? Band? Just just this band. Okay. So here's the band. Um, Jeff Goldblum, the, the actor, actor. <laughs> okay, 
is also a jazz performer and what? has like a full really? orchestra of what, uh, of a what, band. Me, what me, uh, instrument does he, he play? He plays a piano. Okay. So he's doing his thing on the piano. And Em, I thought of you a lot because the entire time, there's, first off, he is <laughs> incredible. Nice. I'm not even talking about at the piano. Just give the man a mic. And he's just He works the room really well. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. He's captivating. He's he's got he, he was doing this thing where even before the show started, he's literally walking table to table. Thank you for coming. You know, I appreciate and you his guys. His voice being is so here. iconic. Yes. So iconic. Yes. And he's a like his mannerisms, his movement, his I just it kind of hey, I'm looking at him and I want to keep looking at him. Even yeah. when the other band is his entire band is playing. Does he just play or does he sing? He just plays. He does okay. not sing. Okay. Just plays. But um, so what he would do is like after they would, let's say, play two songs, somebody would come and hand him a sheet of paper. And he'd say, I have no idea what's on the sheet of paper. Of course he knows. <laughs> and he you know, grabs the microphone. He gets from the room. He goes, okay, here's what we're going to do. He's like, um, he'd say, Oscar award winning quotes. And it was going to be, let's just say, let's use the last year of these different movies that are out that are most popular, and it would be a quote from Oppenheimer, right? Let's just use it. I feel the need, the need for speed. <laughs> what, what? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was going serious. You were going there's not a, serious at all. Both of you at the same time, my mind didn't know what to do. My mind uh, got trapped. But but like Oppenheimer says, what if they until they build a bigger bomb? Yep, and then everybody would shout what movie it is and this and that. And he would, you know, he was doing that with there was some stuff on um, the Grammys and it was the top five. It was the weekend. It was Taylor Swift. It was whatever. He did another thing where it was all right. Let's just play a game. I'm just gonna start with a movie and then we got to go actor or actress and let's just see where it ends up going. So let's just say you started with Moneyball. And then it was okay, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. And then it was Fight Club. And then mm. it was, and you just kind of kept and going. Connections. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But but again, I'm, and I'm, the reason why I'm saying this is, Emily, you should have been there for that. That's what, no, she, <laughs> she, she would have. She would have loved it because yeah. right. there was. First off, the music's really good. Nobody, nobody, I think, really dislikes jazz. It might not be your favorite, but nobody, I think, really dislikes it. She so got the music. But I was looking more forward to when this guy was going to grab a mic and yeah. he was going to just kind of own the room. <laughs> So I had, no, got, we got I had no idea you went and saw this until you told me now. Yeah. And oddly, because this is my passion in life, I like to collect random stories of things, right? Yeah. I met Jeff Goldblum one time. Okay. I, I used to work at a, a production facility not far from here, right in, uh, in uh, Emily, what's the little town that you lived in when you first moved here? Right? Highland right, Park. Right? Highland Park. There was a little uh, movie studio there called Lacey Street Studios. It might still be there. I don't know. Hmm. But I, I, I worked in there. Uh, one summer during college, and they would shoot like kind of independent uh, films and music videos and things like that. But they had all these. Jeff Goldblum was in one of these little movies that they were making, and we had this little office that that he just walked into, and he like to your point, he filled up the room Big with time. this charisma mm. that was just unreal. That it's it's like, well, no wonder he's a movie star. They just and it wasn't because like if you said to me, name some Jeff Goldblum movies, I know he's in Jurassic Park, yeah, that sure. he's in the fly, that he's but I couldn't list it's not like it's Al Pacino or De Niro. He's sure. more of an entity than yes. he is a character, which is kind of funny. And, and he comes in and you're like, and he just, hey, I'm Jeff, and he'd introduce himself to the people that worked in this place. And he's like, okay, if you need anything, and we're like, that was amazing. And he didn't even do anything, but saying. it was amazing to interact with it. It was so like 
effortless. Yeah. You know, like he wasn't even, it was just another day in the office for him. Yeah. But uh, you would have loved the trivia that yeah. was out there. The music was good, and it was 10.30 on a Wednesday. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I got to get home. It's oh lunacy. Goodness. And she had a call this morning that started at 7 a.m. I'm like, what the heck? The sacrifices you make for Jeff Goldblum. I have yeah. two things. One, um, there is a, this is not the rabbit hole that I'm going to use, but there is a guy who does TikToks and does Instagram stuff that um, he does imitations or like, um, uh, what's it called when you just mimic some, I guess, Impressions. Impressions. Yeah. Very good impressions, and he will do them to these celebrities. So he'll stop like John Oliver in the street in New York City, and he's like, "Oh, I do a, a good John Oliver." And John Oliver's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> he does Jeff Goldblum, and mm. it's it's fantastic. So that's one cool thing. Also, another thing, the thing you're talking about, kind of like, oh, connections to this, this, that. I got a card game for Christmas, I think last year, and essentially this. So you try to find within six separations. The connections between these two actors and actresses. So um, it's like a card game. So it's just faces of these people. Yeah. So you flip it over and it's Jeff Goldblum. Flip another one over and it's Brad Pitt. And you have to find a way in six tries. Oh, that's cool. How to get these two that's people. That's like connected. the six degrees of Kevin Bacon game, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. the same thing. So a uh, very cool game. And you can also have different variations of it. But I like to play it with my friends uh, and it's really fun. That's good. I would play that game. I would be terrible at it, but I would like it. I like those little, those little games like that. The game tonight is not as good because LeBron. LeBron's not going to play. Now, whether Lakers and Lakers can they win? Sure, they can. We've seen them win without LeBron. They're four and three without him this Actually, year. Actually, there's a lot of in the games that he's not there. It's a different brand of basketball. It's an okay. exciting, fast-paced, up and down youngsters. I got a, I got a word for it. Mm -hmm. It's more fun. Two words. It's it's not the Lakers have to have LeBron James. If whatever the Lakers are going to accomplish in the postseason, LeBron's got to be there. Involves LeBron James. Mm -hmm. However far they go in the playoffs involves LeBron James. The end of games must include LeBron James. Go ahead, put it. Yep. They're a lot more fun to watch when he doesn't play mm -hmm. they, because they play faster. They play with more energy. They play with more urgency. They play that LeBron is the sun in that solar system and everything moves a little slower for all the obvious reasons. D'Angelo was talking about how he, he had a, a, a like a epiphany a couple of weeks ago, not the most recent Utah game, but the one prior to it, where he realized, I need to do more. Oh, yeah. Me, 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 That's me. The, I need, think the game he had 39. Right. Mm -hmm. That I need to do me first. Mm -hmm. And if I am super aggressive about getting what I need to get done, that opens it up for everyone else. Where if I'm just standing there passing it to these guys, that does nothing. That it needs to run through me oddly for them to get involved in. And you can see it clear as day when LeBron's not there. And when LeBron is there, you can still see it in the times that D'Angelo is out there, but it's different. That without him, it's just it's a much more fun watch. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a better team, it's not. Whether they need him for the playoffs, they obviously do. But turning on your TV, like the night that, what was it, in late January, where Steph and LeBron put on that show. It's the best game of the year. It's the best regular season Double game of overtime. the year. Double overtime. Double overtime. LeBron hits the winning free. It was a, Steph had what? 50 or close Something to like it. That. Hits that yeah. three. Yep. It, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was just a Raymond crazy game. over Anthony Davis. Right. Mm -hmm. th th that whole thing was just bonkers. That's the exception to the LeBron games now. The LeBron games are much more methodical. They're much more deliberate than what we saw there. And maybe we're not going to get what we saw in January, but maybe we'll get a fun up and down, kind of looser, faster, quicker, more fun game. I don't know if it's the best example, but it makes me think of, listen, this is very, very premature. Before Lakers traded for Anthony Davis and before LeBron came over, it was like, what could this young team be 
and it's Ingram and it's you know Lonzo, it's all these guys. It was fun at times to watch them play because there was the excitement of watching young players, but you knew you're not going to win. Right. It's it's there's the reality. LeBron and Anthony Davis was hey they got a real chance of winning. You need these stars to win. Yep. I think the way you laid it out was perfect. And in in a perfect world for the Lakers, they can have Braun sit some games and they could still win games. That's, they're not dead in the water without it. They're him. not dead in the water. I, I think what well use tonight's game as an example. Um, they're four and three without him. Well, go look at the details. I think it's a win against Portland, Utah, San Antonio. So it's not like these are unbelievable games. They won against the Celtics, but AD didn't play in that game as well. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying that in a seven-game set, you don't need. You have to have LeBron James. you got to have him healthy the whole thing. During the regular season, can you get away with some games? I think you can. I don't think tonight is a Lakers have no shot. No. It will be a difficult game. Golden State's actually playing better basketball. It can't so. be a have they no shot because this is an important game. Yeah. It, like it, Where they land at the end of the season is very likely to come down to a game or two and specifically maybe a game or two against Golden State. This is a big deal yeah. tonight. Yeah. They, they need to do whatever you can to win this game. And LeBron not being there gives them less of a chance to win the game. It, it might be more fun to watch, but it won't be a better chance without your second best player. Yeah. I, I, and he's clearly that. Hey, did you see? with Brian Cohen. Foo, coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 13 years in a row out. That's how many times that Rotolo Chevrolet has won Dealer of the Year for Chevrolet. 13 times in a row, and they take care of people. I mean, I don't mean to make it sound so simple, but that's exactly what it is. They take care of people with the right car, truck, the Chevy Silverado that I'm driving right now, the high country. Forget about it. Just an unbelievable rig. But no matter what you're looking at, whether it's the Silverado or any of the Chevy cars or trucks, they've got the make and model that you're looking for. The pricing is exactly what you had in mind. And, of course, the customer service. That's the difference. You're going to feel good about it. It's transparent. It's upfront. It's courteous. And you're going to know what's going on. How good does that feel? You don't feel like you're I'm not quite sure what's going on here. Never at Rotolo Chevrolet. That's how they win Dealer of the Year 13 years in a row. So if you've been thinking about it, get yourself out to Rotolo. It's right off the 210 freeway, Sierra Avenue exit, right there in Fontana. You can't miss it. And if you can't get out to the store, go online, RotoloChevy.com. You're still going to have that same great experience online, R-O-T-O-L-O, RotoloChevy.com, and make sure you tell them that Travis sent you. So Brian Cohen is in for Jorge today. Uh, Jorge and his lovely wife, Brenda, are expecting uh, Getting closer their baby here. Any, any minute now. Uh, they're on the one-yard line, yep. and... Uh, it could be any minute. So Brian Cohen is the foo for today. Hey, yeah. did you see? What do you got, Brian? All right, foo. So uh, <laughs> kicking it off today, I saw his National Chili Day. Now this Ooh. has got to be my favorite. Marge, National where day are my of chili all. boots? <laughs> yeah, I love chili. It's probably the best thing that I personally make. I, in my opinion, the best chili in my opinion is with bison. Oh, and if you've never tried it, you got to try it. Adds never a little spice. It. But okay. what is your favorite? You know, what are your what are your ingredients going into your favorite chili? So this this is like where this is like. Uh, this could start holy wars. The beans or no beans war in Chile, right? The, I, I am. I didn't know that was such a oh like my a gosh. divisive. Oh my gosh! Throw, I feel like it's throw, more of a Texas thing. Throw it, some it, beans in there. The What's the problem? Texas. If you put a bean in a Texas person's chili, they want to go issue? to war. It is. Jesus, it is Texas? an affront to their Texanhood if there are beans in their chili. I like beans in my chili. Yeah, I'm so okay with that. Yeah, I, no me problem. too. So, all right, here it is. 
I like to put three different types of beans in my chili. I like to put pinto beans, black beans, and kidney beans. I put all three in my chili. A lot of beans. Uh, I put jalapenos. I put green peppers, uh, onions, garlic, cumin, um, chili powder, and ground meat. Whatever ground meat you may be choosing. I I don't know if you do you do the bison, Brian. I've not had more often than not. It's just straight ground beef for me. Occasionally make it with some turkey, but uh, and then Fritos and cheddar cheese as accoutrement are absolutely necessary. Pristine. Oh, the Fritos on top. And you can't, can't beat that. Yeah. So growing up, I didn't. We we weren't making chili. What you just described there sounds like an amazing chili bowl. It's pretty good. I don't know if you said. You put any pico de gallo on top. You put you, any guacamole oh, on top. And like, a can of crushed tomatoes too in the chili. Okay. Yeah. That that's the only everything you just said. And just for my toppings, let me get some guacamole in there. Let me get oh, some pico de gallo on there. I've never done the guac. I've yeah. done the pico. Pico's good. Yeah. But pico, the, all the stuff that's in pico is already in the chili. Yeah. The tomatoes, onions, jalapenos, except for the cilantro. I, I don't have an issue with the. I don't have an issue with the beans. Throw the uh, the beans in there. Maybe some cheddar cheese on top, something along yeah. those lines, and we're good to go. Um, for me, one of the things that I, I like your recipe, I think I might take out the jalapenos. I'm not a big jalapeno person. Oh, I love jalapenos. Uh, I just, I, it just is not my favorite sure. thing to add in there. But can I make a suggestion? Sure. Deseed the jalapeno and then put it into the chili bowl because yeah. is it the heat you don't like or is it the flavor? I just, I, it just doesn't. She really doesn't do like anything. it, bro. Okay. I'm just trying to help. I, I'm just giving I, her I, options. I can make my own chili, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I also. <laughs> With the meat, it's a weird thing. I like if I'm gonna get uh, like a beef or a turkey, a ground turkey, ground pork. I like to get instead of you know, there's versions of the beef, meat that is packaged where it has the cellophane over top and it's just kind of the chunk. Instead of doing that, I to get the ones that like kind of crushed into a box. The vacuum packed one. Yes. Yeah. Because I feel like it crumbles in a better way than the other meat because it's already kind of smushed together and it makes it more smooth and more. Um, it's not as chunky. Oh, see, I, so, I'm looking for the chunk. See, I like yeah. it to kind of, of almost be like smaller pieces kind of dissolved into the chili. You, you told me something yeah. a week or two ago that you put in that I'd never, you, a liquid, and I'm blanking on oh, what it was. chicken broth. Chicken broth. Or, no, but beef broth. Beef then. broth. Okay. Uh, I like it a little more runny, too. So yeah. it, there's differences to chilies. But, okay, another great chili. I like white chicken chili. So it's like, it's, it's very- It's a different vibe. It's a more Midwestern. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I like it a lot. Um, so it's like creamier. And it has, uh, I put like hatched chilies in it, which is great. Uh, pulled chicken. You got some white beans in there. I'm not against um, that. It's that really good. really good. It's it's almost like um, potato soup, but no potatoes. Yeah. I like it a lot. And I, I also, honestly, I make that a little spicier. I also usually put a little bit of a, the taco package seasoning in that. Okay. So it's more like a, it's a... It's more taco-y than it mm. is uh, chili-like. Brian, I'm going to step out on a limb here and guess that you're a Frito pie man. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Delicious. Can Sleep? never go wrong. Frito pie... It's it's not what you think. It, it's right. it's a bag of Fritos with a scoop of chili. You yeah. shake it up yes. and you eat the oh, Fritos out little, of it. Maybe it's cheese on top. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I don't think I've, I don't think I've done that. And I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with what you just said. Are we sure it's not melting through anything? We're no, because okay the bag's kind of like foil bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. the, the, the bag of the, the the bag maintains its integrity, and like he said, a little cheese. They would it's, sell that at swim meets. Yeah. Like I would have one of those and go swim like a 200 oh, freestyle. How did that work out for you? <laughs> Fine. I was a kid. I could eat anything. I used to sell those in my high school some days. Frito pie? Yeah. yeah. Lunchtime. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? You got one more for us? I got one more for you. So uh, EA Sports finalized their NIL deal with the NCAA for the, the NCAA 25, I believe is what it is, mm-hmm. coming out Cat? this year. Football. Yeah, football game. 
first one I think since 2013 that's going to be coming out. So about 10 year, 11 year hiatus. Each player that opts in is going to get six hundred dollars mm-hmm. and a copy of the game. So <laughs> that's like there's, another there's, sixty, seventy bucks, right? So I mean, there's a, so much hype on this game. Do you think six hundred dollars is enough for the uh, hop, opting into the game? So I think for some players, um, it's going to be, hey, they just want to be a part of the game. Give me the six hundred, cool. But I think when you start thinking of the real players, why would they do that? Like, what what would be the $600 is a slap in the face to a lot of these players that are now just starting to get a taste of NIL and getting some real money. Um, so uh, could it just be, hey, I want to be a part of the game? I don't know how many of those elite, elite athletes are going to say, I just want to be a part of the game. I would think that we're at a stage right now in college football and in college athletics in general, I want a cut. I want a real cut, not yeah. this. Uh, this is the beginning of them getting it right. This is the first step of them getting it right because this is where, and forgive me for being an ugly American, this is where capitalism will win the day. That if you're Caleb Williams, 600 bucks, get that out of here. <laughs> Come on. Do you know how much money I make? Beat it. No, you can't use my, my name. If you're the, you know, the backup uh, placeholder on kicks, 600 bucks and the game's a good deal. The market will find, and then EA, are they the ones that are selling the game, I believe? Yeah, yeah. So EA will figure out that, hey, we don't actually need the biggest names in it. People are buying the game. Or if none of the names that we need are in it, they're going to offer more than 600 bucks, or they're going to stop making the game, right? This will find its own level because— Legality, can it, there be layers to this? Because I, I don't know how—can they treat one player differently sure than the can. other? I would assume they can. Yeah. But that's why the 600 price point kind of throws yeah, they, me off. So what it would be, my guess would be, and I'm just guessing here, yeah. okay, you need to accept the 600 in the game, and we will also sign you to a marketing agreement to be an EA Sports there ambassador, and here's go. another yep. 500000 or, or whatever the you number you get a is. cut if you want to make upgrades to your playership, like if they want to get you a different jersey or something, that you get the cut that's of it. That's a so great idea, So here's what actually. happens. Here's what would happen. Say everyone gets a flat 600 in the game. Okay, so then you pay, if Caleb Williams is on the face of the cover of, of NCAA 25, he gets obviously more money sure. for being the face of the cover of this thing, like the Madden guys get it. And then, if, you, if you're if Caleb Williams, you can say, okay, I'll take your 600 and the copy of the game, but you need to give me 5% stake in this game's revenue, or mm-hmm. however percent it would be, say... Uh, you know, so the game does well because Caleb Williams is in it. If you're a college yeah. athlete and you need an agent, let the let the market figure it let out. Let Emily go to work. Right, let the market figure McGuire. it out. It 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 will, <laughs> it will do its thing. Sure. Yeah. It, it doesn't do its thing overnight, but it does do its thing. They well, will figure out who to pay, who not to pay, and how much to pay. What you said was the most important thing in the beginning. The conversation's happening. Yeah, this is that's all you're asking for is just have the conversation and move from there. Yamamoto will be in the game because he has 350 million dollars, uh, at least in the baseball game. He'll be in the show. Is 350 million dollars actually the bargain of the offseason? It might be. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.